Gracie. You're, you're doing it. She has to watch TV in order to, <laughs> to get behind this. You're doing such a good job, Henley. You are. Okay. <laughs> good job. Welcome to a new episode of Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. Yes, new parents of two now. Yes. So cooler parents. And definitely not hot, though. No. Unless you call, like, hospital underwear that I bought from Amazon <laughs> and, like... Ice packs on your vagina. <laughs> unless that's hot. <laughs> then... I guess it is. I got long, flowing hair now. Yeah, that's not from having two babies. That's just quarantine. Yeah, that's quarantine and, <laughs> and a fluffy face. Nothing like having a baby during this pandemic. I don't think that I've really talked about it enough. And I'm not the only one. There are so many women who are going through this and families going through this. But man, let me tell you, it is rough. Like physically, mentally, emotionally, it is rough. Because you can't go anywhere. But more importantly... It does cut out on a lot of people having to come over and see the baby and hold the baby and touch the baby. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's definitely pros and cons to it, of course, because right. I've never been able to be at home and snuggle my baby. Like, I wasn't able to do that with Gracie. I was flying out to shoot unfiltered. <laughs> I mean, she was like two and a half months old. Yeah. And we were shooting a TV show that involved like camera people being in our house and producers and sound people and like this whole zoo in our house when she was born. And so this time around, we're still shooting a show, but it's quarantine. No producers are here and no <laughs> audio guys are here. It's just us. And it's amazing. I think the couples cam show I'm finding is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's done a terrible job promoting this. I got to be honest. We both have. Yeah. Mostly because, well, A, we were super pregnant and B, we had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all going to be on this couple cam show. So if anybody hasn't heard of it, it's on Lifetime. It airs on Wednesdays at eight. There are two episodes in already by the time that we're recording this now. And it's all about the nine couples that have stayed together throughout the course of Married at First Sight history. So it's a look at each couple and their house and their home life. So imagine all of us carrying two video cameras held in our hands and videoing all of our lives. Yeah, it's just fun. It's a fun show. And we did get to document the end of my pregnancy with Hendrix and then also delivering him. and Perfect timing. Yeah, it turned out to be great timing for a lifetime <laughs> because I happened to be pregnant and yeah. having a baby. And right now you might hear Hendrix in the background because we're obviously at home, but we do have both babies asleep right now. Yeah. Parenting win. Yeah. Anybody who has multiple kids and you can get your kids to sleep at the same time, you feel like a freaking million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Hendrix does not stop grunting. I don't think I've ever changed a diaper that didn't have poop in it. Yeah. He sharts a lot. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> like, which is really sad because then his little new skin gets the poo on it. And so then, of course, it gets red. And so I'm trying to find like the healthiest, most sensitive for like a butt paste for his little tushy. Was I, Henley like this? See, I don't think so. I don't so. remember her like grunting and trying to push as many things out of her yeah, at all times. Hendrix is very, very gassy. You know, this is the funny thing about having a second baby. And for those of you who have kids, I guess you could probably relate. I don't know. Or maybe not. And we're just crazy. But like, I feel like it's so 
different. And I feel almost like a new mom again. Like I feel inexperienced. And I mean, some ways I'm feeling confident, like I'm pretty confident about, I actually don't know what I'm confident about. I'm not confident at all. I'm just, it's like, it's a whole new world. Like I'm just second guessing everything, wondering if he's doing well, how can I get rid of the gas? Why is he guzzling so much, you know, air? Why are my nipples on fire (laughs) again? And my vagina still, it's been two weeks now. Yeah. And I'm still lightly bleeding and my I think, hoo-ha. And we'll get to your hoo-ha in just a second. <laughs> but I think that's kind of the beauty of all of this is that we have to be home quarantined. So we don't have time to sit and think about what we're doing or what we're not doing because it's just go, go, go. And you have yeah. this kid on your boob every hour. Henley, <laughs> while she's up, she's alive and running and jumping and wanting to play inside, outside. And then she goes into these little tantrums or these moods, which, you know, we kind of expected. You know, Jamie's been really good about reading books on it. And I get the cliff notes from her yeah. about how to deal with a two-year-old mind. But yeah. uh, slowly we're trying to figure out this parenting thing. Well, this is a random thing, but the lawyer from Lifetime, we were chatting because of course we had to sign a contract for this new show and I was chatting with her and she was so amazing. She recommended this book called Siblings Without Rivalry and I'm really big on that. Like I don't want Hendrix and Henley to ever feel like they have to compete for our love and attention. Right. or They that- have to compete against other families. Like they have to become a team that beats all other kids. Okay. Well, Douglas families. is clearly very, very competitive and I am competitive mm. too. But the thing that I don't want is our kids to be competitive with each other, begging for our love and attention. Like I just don't ever want that to happen. I want them to both know that they're equally loved and adored. And so anyways, I'm really excited to read that book. I've also been reading this book called The Whole Brain Child. And I'm just trying to make sure that I'm still a great mom to Henley. I feel like I could cry. You right? I forget it. I cry every single day. It's nuts. Yeah, you do. It's really, really hard. I'm not even going to pretend that it's not. But I'm trying really hard to be still like a really good mom to Gracie and a really good mom to this baby. And I think that you should really have the confidence that Henley turned out great and she's still turning out great. And you just birthed a beautiful baby boy who's healthy and you birth them at home with no medication. And I think you're doing great. And I don't think that you should ever question yourself about your parenting skills. Thank you. Uh, Or maybe just don't think at all. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Just stop thinking. (laughs) You know, this is honestly like a, a bit of an issue. I know that postpartum blues are a thing and I'm well aware of that. And I'm trying really, really hard to like beat them. Because like my mom was always in bed sleeping and I'd beg her to wake up and take us outside. And I remember one time she said she was taking us to the park and it was spent the whole day prepping to go to the park. And then we never ended up going to the park. And like, I don't want to be that mom. I really don't. I mean, my mom meant well. I think she just was depressed. I'm like, I don't want to be a depressed mom. I really, really want to beat the postpartum blues. So we went for a walk today and thank God it's the sun is out because that really helps. But, you know, we went for the short walk just up the road and my vagina hurts again. I'm like, no, but I'm not going to push it. I just, I'm trying to eat healthy and I'm trying to like educate myself because then if I'm educated on how to be a great mom to two kids, then I think I'll have the confidence and I I don't know. So I'm trying my best over here. But one thing we haven't done yet is given a five-star review shout out. No, which we do every single week and we're really, really excited to hear from you and especially the five-star reviews because we do read all of them. So anywhere that you can find us, leave a five-star review and we will give you a shout out. So Jamie, I don't think you saw this one yet, but it comes from 
HockeyChick899, who says, birthday, five stars. Jamie, it broke my heart that people could say absolutely anything negative to you about what should only be a wonderful experience and memory. I guess haters going to hate, as they say. Your true friends love and support you. Having had a epidural your first time, you had no idea how different or how difficult it could or would be, and you did your best. And guess what? Your best is more than good enough. I did not have an epidural for either of my kids, only because it was not offered. My first was easy peasy and calm and beautiful. My second was nine pounds, 12 ounces. Oh my gosh. Which was two pounds heavier and two inches longer than my first. And it was not easy peasy. You never know from one to the next. You just celebrate your beautiful son and family and stop apologizing for doing what was best for you and your family and the health of you and your baby. Tune out the negative. They don't matter. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) Thank you, hockey chick. I just wish that I was more confident. Didn't let people like the naysayers and the haters get me down. And like, I don't even know. Like, I think that I'm just my mind and my brain is in such a fog and I'm so sad and confused all the time right now. I just I don't even know if I should admit that out loud. But I'm you have a lot of hormones still probably. That's what everybody says. Yeah. I guess like in full transparency, this is the fourth trimester for me right now. And one of the sponsors for our podcast is called Talkspace. And I use my own code. <laughs> I do that a lot. We do that for like perfect bars. Oh um, my God, I know. I Especially use my any own, delivery now. Yeah. I use my own code, our code, to get $100 off. <laughs> I can't recall what episode it was that they sponsored. But anyways, I used our own code and I got $100 off and I'm signing up for the Talkspace therapy I had done it before last year and then I just kind Did you? Yeah, last summer and I just kind of fell off the bandwagon and now I'm like I've got to do it and honestly Doug and I really need to do couples counseling through it. Yeah. Because which everybody should kind of do at some point. Yeah, you would think this is an ad but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we're like, you know, I guess in the deep of it, it's almost like it feels like a battle for me, like all of this. And I think it's because of like the pandemic and the I call it the outside world, the fear of the outside world. Like there's just so many things to think about. Well, I think regardless of what's happening on the outside world, this is really giving us some quality of family time. And I know time that allowed you to really bond with Hendrix, like right from the start. I think you were very vocal about that. Yeah, I feel really lucky that I've been able to bond with him and connect with him because I didn't feel like I didn't really get that with Gracie. Yeah. I just think that the hard part is that Henley always sees me with him now and I like can't help her like even lift her up to go put her on the toilet so she can try to go pee pee. And so like everything I have to either ask you for help or I have to tell her go ask daddy and and it really is affecting our relationship which really breaks it's not, my heart. It's so, not James. I, I know that you think that it is so temporary. It really is. You can't it say really, that. It really, really is. How do you she's, know that? She's, she's almost three years old. What do you remember from two and a half or three years old? The relationship is there. She runs to you all the time. She talks about you all the time when she's with me. You physically can't be there just temporarily. It's not like you won't have a lot of time to jump right back and pick up where you left off. Yeah, I know. You know, like we're around her more now than ever. 
I know, but the problem with that for me is that I have to constantly defer her away from me because I'm nursing or my vagina hurts or my nipples are on fire or who knows what the case is or I'm changing his diaper or I have to burp him or like all the things that I have to do with him. And so with her, she'll say, oh, mommy, pick me up. And it hurts me to pick her up so I can't pick her up. And then or she'll say, I have to go pee pee. And so I can't even pick her up to put her on the freaking toilet so she can go potty. Yeah, I get that. And maybe she won't remember it. Sure. Everyone says that she won't remember it and it's going to be fine. But like right now it hurts. Like it really hurts right now in this moment. And I'm sure it'll be fine in a couple of weeks. But right now I think it hurts her too in this moment, even though you don't think it does. But like it, well, it hurts me. Yeah, I get that. I'm just saying that. I'm around her all the time and there is no love lost. There is no question well, from her. Well, it's not that. I don't think that oh, she loves me less or whatever. It's, but it's Yeah, but I'm saying it, you still have that same mother-daughter connection. It's just physically you can't do some things now, but in a couple of weeks you can and it's all going to be forgotten on her end. It's just strange that she... Like when she falls down, she used to always want to come to me. And now she just, it's almost like she knows that I i can't even like pick her up to hug her. So then she just doesn't even come to me for lovings. And it really, it really breaks my heart. I know. But again, you know, when you physically can do it, it'll become more common. Yeah. You know, anyways. because I used to feel that same way because everything would be mommy. Everything. A lot of times it still is mommy. <laughs> Sometimes she runs away from me. I just want to be able to like feel really healthy again and and not just physically but mentally. And I want to be a good parent to both of them and a good wife. And I, I feel like I've been so negative and I have been like mean to you. <sighs> I just don't like who I am right now. I really think it's temporary. It is. You're still the same person that you are. Regardless, this is a trying time for yeah. for us, for sure. Also, too, there's so many new things that are annoying. You know, like if I go out and even just seeing my parents the other day, which was the last thing, like if there wasn't a pandemic, like you would have never gotten upset at that. Like that wouldn't have even been a thing. And it's like this virus is causing arguments and it's causing stress and anxiety within households. And I'm sure we're not the only ones that are like this, but, um, you know, if there wasn't any pandemic or virus like this, this wouldn't even be an argument that we would have had. Yeah. I feel so flaky and all over the place right now, Doug, (laughs) to be very honest. I feel like this is the worst podcast episode ever. I think it's the realest one that we've had. I know you feel overwhelmed and we're just being real here and talking and, you know, I don't know exactly what's happening. But I don't think that you should ever feel like you're less of a mom to Henley or less of a wife with Hendrix. I mean, you are physically not able to do a lot of what you'd be doing with Henley. I know. You were on bed rest. I know, Doug. I know. Sorry. You don't don't have to apologize. I just think that I'm not in a good headspace right now to even like talk about anything really. Like it's just I'm not in a good headspace. Okay. I'm trying to be, I'm going to be, like I'm really working hard at it. But it doesn't mean that you're going to be like this. It's sometimes can be out of your control. Well, that's why I'm trying to eat healthy and 
I'm trying to like move my body because I'm that kind of person that I have to like sweat for like 20 minutes just for the endorphins. I could care less about which is one really good thing about this time around is I honestly, I don't care. I still look like I'm probably five months pregnant. I could care less. I truly don't care. Like it does not bother me. I do not care, which I could not say when I was pregnant with Gracie. I like, couldn't wait to lose weight and I felt like fat and I, di- and I didn't want to feel that way. I knew that like I would just birthed the baby and grew a baby and I was so proud of myself. But in the same exact sense, I like had like a negative body image because I couldn't fit into any of my clothes. And so on a positive note, like I honestly could care less about that. And I don't feel less sexy or even like desire to be sexy. Like I don't care. I just genuinely don't care. So you still look good. Well, thanks. I truly don't care though. I've I gained 60 pounds with Gracie, 60 or 65. And I'm 35 pounds more now than I was when I got pregnant. I'm 165 pounds and I honestly don't care. I pretty much weighed as much as you. Yeah. <laughs> pregnant and I don't care. I really don't. <laughs> Just so there's that's one good thing. Yeah. There's like a million other things to think about other than my body. Like and also like I'm just so thankful that I was able to have this home birth and that my baby is so healthy. Yeah, he's he so healthy and my daughter's healthy. So if there's one positive thing <laughs> that I'm going to like t- cling to, it's I do not care about my image postpartum. I and really that don't. we're all healthy. Yeah. And of course that we're all healthy. Yeah. Hendrix is in the 99th or what is it? 95th He's like percentile. the 90th to the 95th. Yeah. In. And every doctor visit we've went on so far, he's been healthy. Everything's been normal, color, skin. Yeah, he's definitely really healthy, which makes me feel really good to know that obviously I have enough milk for him and everything with him is great. He's doing wonderful. I think you definitely have more milk with him than you did for Henley, for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. Everything's great, except I think the biggest issue ever is just telling all of our family that they can't come over and hold him. Yeah, it's been hard. And honestly, it makes me feel, I don't know, I guess there's a lot of different things that are kind of hard and sad about this all. And I'm trying to be optimistic and positive and I will be. Yeah. I mean, it's not just us, you know, it's, it's a lot of different families, but the pandemic takes a toll for sure. And the fact that we do have a baby and the fact that my parents haven't held Henley for months I think it's they like they remind me daily Doug yeah you don't have to remind me oh, well they they remind me too um I want to give that new baby a kiss where's my end it's like they almost don't understand that if I catch it or if he catches it they understand do they though because they, they remind me daily Doug they do. and you're... that's how they are James I know I know my parents they're just that's how they are that's their way of saying I really miss you and it sucks that we can't do this they completely understand my brother and sister understand. Your brother Everyone. and sister understand for sure. And I'm so yeah. thankful for that. And I can't thank them enough for understanding. It's just the way that my parents come off. Don't take it to heart. That's all. They understand fully. I know. All right. And I think that, yeah, I've been doing good with the whole vegan thing. And I, I think I'm going to try it too. So Jamie and I, we watched a documentary called Game Changers. Was it on Netflix? Yeah. It was recommended to us. And it was all about the misconception between having to eat meat and red meat and a lot of it in order to be strong and have protein. And it really does go into the science behind what you put into your body and how your body takes it. And I don't want to bore anybody listening because maybe you could care less about veganism. But like, honestly, for me, I am just trying to find a way 
to be like mentally stable which sounds like really kind of crazy but like i am just like a loose cannon with my emotions like i'm crying one minute i'm like angry and like negative the next and i'm just like really kind of all over the place and so i'm trying to help myself out in like a healthy natural way that's safe for breastfeeding and so i'm gonna try to like limit the meat and dairy i guess only for now just because you know we watch this documentary and they say it helps that and i'm trying to incorporate like a ton more fruits and vegetables because it's just healthy and um, i've been on a whole spinach kick lately spinach and apple cider vinegar yeah i'm obsessed with it like yeah. oh my gosh it's so good if you haven't had spinach <laughs> sauteed with apple cider vinegar go make yourself a bowl it's apple so cider good. vinegar after it gets sauteed though yeah so you put the oil in the pan and you put the spinach in saute it and then you need a lot of spinach too yeah i eat like a bag of spinach a day but you need a lot to fry it down because like the whole bag goes into like one little baseball size or even smaller yeah like, it really dwindles down but anyway Game changers, if anybody is looking for something to do as far as nutrition, good for your body, good for your bones, good for your health, good for your blood, it really was eye-opening for me as an athlete. It went into my brain that you need more and more protein to get energy and to build muscle, and this totally changed my mind, and yeah. it completely changed my mind. Which is pretty impressive because Doug... <laughs> nothing changes his mind no but ultimately i think we're just trying to be healthy as possible over here and so and not feel old we want to stay cool parents yeah we're trying to be <laughs> cool parents but we're clearly and, struggling and hot, at it and hot parents yeah struggling there too but uh happy <laughs> we're can't even say happy <laughs> good god we're struggling on every level well i think that everybody can kind of see that the fourth trimester you know there's still a trimester as part of it there's still a recovery that's happening. It's still so new. Yeah. But I guess that's just the real world yeah. and that's life. And but we're not going to give up. We're not no. quitters. I'm going to fight. I feel like it's just probably postpartum blues and I'm fighting it and I'm going to conquer. I know that for sure. And conquer it together. Yeah. But in the meantime, my sweet daughter, I'm going to try <laughs> to spend as much quality time with her as I can while nursing a baby. <laughs> yeah. We should probably wake her up because it's. Yeah. About that time. But we're so happy for those of you who keep tuning in and who have been with us since the beginning. Thank yes. you guys so much. I mean, it really means a lot to us to have your love and support. I mean, truly, it's like it's palpable. We can feel it. So thank you. And I think that it's important for me to just be honest and real about the good, the bad, the ugly all the time because I don't want to ever put out this image that I'm like airbrushed and perfect and just like so great all the time because that's just not the real world. And I know that... No. Recently, someone said, if you scroll through your Instagram feed and what someone posts makes you feel bad about yourself, then you should unfollow that person, not because you don't love that person or like that person, but because it makes you feel bad. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't ever want to be a person that makes someone else feel bad about themselves. So I'm not going to pretend that everything's perfect over here when it's not. I mean, this is just the real yeah. world. It is what it is. I know in my heart and in my soul that I'm going to be, you know, a happy, optimistic person again. But right now I am on <laughs> the struggle bus and that's okay. I'm going to work it and I'm going to kick it and I'm yeah. going to feel better soon. But until then, you will. Ugh. So if you're on the struggle bus too, girl, I am right there with you. <laughs> you are not alone. And we're going to kick this, I don't know, pandemic blues, postpartum blues, whatever the blues are, yeah. we're going to kick it together and 
come out on top. That's right. And next week, we're going to have another great show. So please stay tuned to that. And you can keep up to date with everything Hot Marriage Cool Parents through our social media, Hot Marriage Cool Parents, or through Jamie and Otis or at Doug Hayner. We also have Hendrix underscore Hayner as a Instagram page, and his following is nuts. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because he's a newborn. But it's so sweet because it's yeah. basically you <laughs> who follow him yeah. and love and support our family. So we really appreciate it. Next week, we're going to do a and a and we're going to answer any questions that you guys have about anything and everything because, you know, why not? I feel like that's always a nice way to connect with you guys. So mm-hmm. next week, we're going to answer all your guys' questions and let you know what's really happening between the four walls that we've seen for the past, it feels like years and years, but really it's only been weeks. <laughs> yeah. And we will talk to you guys next week. Love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.